Ooh. That's us, baby. Well, it was more, it was more for me because I'm back for my second back-end show. Yes, so you are. That was more of a self-aggrandizement, but I'm back. Hey, welcome back, Ty. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, I'm man. I'm glad I didn't mess up too bad on the first one to uh, not get the invite back. You literally introduced yourself. What was that? You literally introed yourself. Yeah, no, I did. I'm back. Well, because last time I was listening to do my research, listening to the uh, the back end show 15 released or 16 released uh, today. Today. And yeah. I, uh, well, I didn't last get it, Thursday. Yeah, I didn't get intro until like six minutes in. So I was like, we did, we did delay it a little bit. We did do that. I don't know if that was a problem. Well, it was an issue on our end. We, we forgot, to be honest. Yeah, it was no big deal. I just took initiative to make sure that didn't happen again. Now we're ready to go. Yeah, you're, you're uh, very affirmative. Uh, I appreciate that, but uh, you know, there's an intro for yourself, so there's that. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're—I don't know—are we a podcast about humility and uh, you know thinking about others before yourself? Maybe sometimes. Sometimes we we get tagged as that, yeah, yeah. or that's our attempt of content. Yeah, and is it a little—I don't know—off color if uh, if we're uh, introing ourselves? Well, let's consider it even. So I was too early this time, mm. too late last time. Gotcha. It's an even average. Even, I like our average. I like where your head's at. There you go. Done. That that could be your average quality. I do love the song choice, though. Thank you. That's going to hype up our listeners. I know that. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Who sings that one? You don't know who sings that, dude? Come on. The real Eminem? Slim, yeah. yeah. The real there Slim Shady. The real Slim Shady, dude. He's the fucking man. Unbelievable. It. How are we doing today, though, fellas? Good? Yeah. Freaking killer Saturday, what, two Saturdays ago? Great work on your guys' end. Freaking crush that shit. That got me fired up. Those three uh, little marketing intern spotlights were were awesome display of diversity of just, like, how the conversation flows, and then at the same time, just great content all around. Always great content. I think we should start doing that for Monday shows. I really want I think, I think we can get some good rhythm there. It's just easier to book it, too. Like just asking everyone to be there on a Saturday morning. I uh I wouldn't say it's easier, just because everyone's availability is all over the fucking place. But put it in front, put it in front of them, two months out. You know, got some chances for some big time hitters rolling through this place, which I think is very funny that people are now realizing that we're just recording in our in our house, but we still pitch it as a studio. Oh, you have to pitch it as a studio always with, with trip and slip. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, because we got some steep steps. I, I love seeing people's, like, reaction because I'm usually sitting up here when the next person comes up and the third person comes up. Mm-hmm. And seeing their reaction, they're like, oh. Like, it's it kind of just hits you right in the face. Like, you walk up a second steep flight of stairs. Yes. And then right away, you're like, oh, crap. It's, like, right here. And then yeah. the, they hop in the saddle and they you guys get going. But well, Yeah. A lot of people think it's a lot smaller than they anticipated. They, they were imagining that this little... little uh, spot in the house to be bigger yeah which how how much smaller can it actually get to be honest uh only much smaller you can't get much smaller than this dude no. this but is we, about we as made it pretty gets. spacious yeah we did we've we've uh we've definitely made it a lot better but you know it's funny is like when they when you take that cur- uh turn around the corner in the hallway and then it the the door up here is people just assume it to be a closet every I time think. no one thinks that like oh there's another flight of stairs <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And then they are crunching down and leaning around trying to get up it. Yeah. It's a beautiful it's sight. It's freaking awesome, though, man. I, I usually lead the way. You're usually the guy in the back. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends because um, it really depends who asks to get uh, water or LaCroix. You know, you got to ask that first question. And sure. then, like, if you're if you're running water or I'm running water, the other guy is usually 
taking them up. You the know? lead dog. Yeah. I've also, I think I've gotten a lot better with that, with uh, not asking podcast questions while we're off air. I think mm. we've, we've finally got over that hump. It's been yes. about a month. You have great, you've had great improvement, great self-awareness. Yeah. I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, good work. I will say, though, I uh, we ran into an interesting situation with Mary Lavoie. Um, we saw her actually, like, what, 12 hours before we were interviewing yeah, her? Yeah, the night before. At the bar. I don't know what bar, but we saw her somewhere, and we were, like, hanging out with her. And it was like, God, I don't I don't even know what to talk to you about right now because I'm going to unpack all this in 12 hours. I don't know what to do here. Yeah, we, we, you got to keep it light, keep it uh, full of just a little chit-chat. Yeah, but what do you ask at that point? We're, we All we know is conversation. Yeah, see you tomorrow? You just end the conversation? You just end it there? Yeah. And then you just look like an asshole, kind of. But she, she got it, I think. Yeah, she would be. She wouldn't answer our questions in full because she's like, "Oh, smart. Uh, I'm gonna save that for tomorrow." Yeah, she's playing hard to get. Yeah. And like Which for any money. podcaster, you were like, "All right, let's go." So, Signed we had that up. going for us. Yeah. Wild. We ready? Let's jump into it. Let's fucking jump in. Yeah. All right. Um, who's going first? Average quality. You can take it. You really? You want me to just go? Nose goes. Oh, back to Andrew. All right. All right. Back to me. My average quality is uh, using words that are super neutral and not like uh, explaining myself, just being content with saying like interesting. When someone asks me like questions or like you get the seven, mm-hmm. you get the one to 10 range and just going for seven because like best, uh, you know, like it tends to be in the best zero is worst and you just pick seven because it's so easy. Or when someone asks like, how's your, how's the movie? It was good. interesting. Inter- interesting. Good. Inter- sure. Like just bullshit answers that are so soft that really no thought into them. And like, and then like the conversation just moves on to the next thing. Like it's basically just trapping the puck on yourself, like not giving anyone any content to build off of. So your, your average quality is using neutral words, using it. So you actually go the opposite direction. No, I, I want to eliminate that. That's my average quality oh, right now. Gotcha. And my intention is to be a little bit better with it and be like, Oh, when someone asked me, you know, how's your, how's your food? Not that it's good. It's, it's uh, you know the the barbecue sauce on there actually tops it off really nice. So thank you for asking, Wendy, the server. Mm, yeah, like and that. then just really throw them for a loop because they're expecting good, like they're doing the drive by good route. Right. So you might start annoying servers. Like they might just be like, oh my god, I don't want to ask this guy about his food. He's gonna tell me all how the sauce tastes and yeah. the whole thing. And I'm gonna give him one of, you know, like the delicious. Oh, Andy Italian. Andy, Andy <laughs> Italian. Do you think, uh, I mean, your kids are obviously, when you have kids, allegedly. Yeah, whoa, where are we going? How fa- how fast are we traveling into this theoretical world? Um, well, we're taking a serious decade leap, probably. <laughs> okay. And um, you probably won't have hair, but you're definitely going to be a dad who's, you know, not going to take, how was, uh, how was your day at school? Uh, good answer. No way. Well, no chance, yeah. dude. You're going to have to unpack how you, like what it was like to walk in that day and what it was like in every moment in every class. Get period. ready, dude. Yeah. I can just see Andrew, like you guys still have the podcast going on, obviously. Oh, yeah. Just don't make me take you up in the studio. Don't make me sit you down with the microphone oh, and, dude. and let me make you unpack your story. I could totally see our podcast being punishment for our kids. Yeah. Don't make me podcast oh again. Oh, my God, Dad. Are we really going? To, you're acting like you're on the podcast again, Dad. I can totally see that shit. I can, yes, like you're acting like you're on the podcast again, asking these questions, and then we're just gonna like it's gonna be flipped back to our court and be like, no, like this is who I'm gonna be me all the time. You're getting podcast Andy all the time. Yeah, podcast dad. Yeah, I don't know how I'm even gonna freaking balance my life with 
Um, yeah, we, we were even having trouble with it with, with Mary at the bar. It was like, I can't have a conversation without it. Me being, uh, everyone looking at me like I'm trying to podcast right now. It's like, no, I'm just trying to have a conversation, dude. Much different, but not really though. You know, I wonder if more of our friends are like that. Like, Oh, they're getting all podcasty again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I ran into it a couple times. Like when mm. I, when I was doing my podcast, like I'll, you know, I would, ask questions that I thought were a little bit more thought provoking. And, and maybe it's like a, a circular logic sort of thing. Like, because you do it so much, you, you want to keep digging because you, you know, the good stuff that comes out of, you know, digging into people's Ooh. stories. So mm-hmm. you want to keep doing it. But then people look at you and they're like, why, why don't you just ask them about the weather? Like, why do you have to ask them how their upbringing, you know, now relates to what they're doing in their life or something like that? Yeah. So it's like, by virtue of you guys doing this so much, you probably, you know, you probably have gotten so good at it that you're like, I, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. And then people probably look at that and be like, stop, stop trying so hard. Yes. They, they, they see they, it as trying, trying hard. hard. Yeah. That's exactly When it's the just problem. natural at this point. It's just caring a lot is all it is. We're just, we're just givers. We're really just trying to give. This whole thing's a giving platform as far as I'm concerned. It's like the Michael Scott quote, I, I trust too much and I care too much. Those are my only two flaws. That People kill me on that quote. It's, you get the idea. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think going off a year or just this topic of conversation, caring too much, uh, my average quality is uh, knowing what my love language is. Um, so mm, to let's build, unpack this. Yeah. So as the, as the house sat down and watched the Bachelorette or Bachelor mm-hmm. uh, ba- Bachelor the one on ABC Bachelorette. Yeah, it's currently going on right now, and uh, we were all watching it, and then it got like crazy too because we were like pausing it, and then we were all talking about it, and it, it turned like an hour show into like a. A two and a half hour soiree. Was it your first time watching it? Yes. So you had to get caught up on all the backstory, I'm assuming. No, it wasn't even context there. It was like we were watching it and then all of a sudden someone would bring something up and then uh Bailey, our room Mad- Maddie C's girlfriend, was was like, Hey, what's your guys' love language? And we were like, What? Wow. That's a deep what? question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know. So do you guys know what the love languages are? Um. Yeah. So There's I. There's five of them. Well, Giselle unpacked it on our, her po- first podcast in July of last year. Okay. So we know them. Well, we, we got told them. How many can you name? Deck. How many do you think you can name? Okay. Um. I'm going to start. I think it's um, gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. Missing one. Um. Af- words of affirmation. Yep, that is that is all correct. Those are all okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what mine is. Okay. Well, I'll read you the some brief definitions, and you can see if this jogs anything for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Words of affirmation: using words to build up the other person. Thanks mm-hmm. for taking out the garbage. Uh, stuff like that. Okay. There's a okay. there's a terrible example. Been afterwards. yearning for that. Okay. Actually, have you? Well, maybe there's more gifts. A gift says he was thinking about me. Look what he got me. Hmm. Okay. So, if, like, I think just, I know what a gift is. Yeah. Not well, a gift, but a gift. Yeah. A gift. I thought you said gift originally, well, you, like, know. you know, like a, like one of those like Bro, quick if motions. People were just sending me fucking gifts, gifts of themselves all, all the time. time. Like that's my love language. That's your love language. Yeah. Assuming. Oh boy. Okay. Gifts Acts of service. Doing something for your spouse that you could, uh, that you know they would like. I thought that was more like working for the government. Like nah. you got like, like some post cooking a meal, washing dishes, that that's kind of stuff. What's mm. this one called? That's uh, that's acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah. So it's not joining the military. Not, <laughs> no. I have a, I have a, I have a friend actually who's in the navy, and I appreciate him. So, okay, you know, maybe okay. Quality time, quality time. Quality time. Just giving 
the other person your undivided attention. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the one I like because we do so much of this podcast stuff, and yeah. that is quality time. Or physical touch, which mm. pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, dude. I mean, I like hugging people. Yeah. I, I'm a big hugger. I uh, yeah. That's what I default to. Sure. I don't know. I feel like that that could be it, too. You finish it. Is it, is it physical? Where, where do you get <sighs> off, dude? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I think I'll, I'm going to stick with... Uh, I'm going to stick with quality time. I think that's it. But it was just weird, like, having that question asked to you, and you're just like, I didn't even know love existed. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a different conversation. Now, we're going to go ahead and split it up into five different segments. Five five pieces of the pie. We're going to split it in fives, and then we're going to... Fifths. And then fifths, and then we're going to figure out which one you like the most. That's what love is now. It's kind of an interesting question, though, because I think it poses some, like, interesting things about how people feel yeah. validated and how they, like, approach their interactions, like, what they're looking to get out of the other person. Yeah. I think it's, an, I think it's really interesting. What do you think your love language is, Ty? I'm definitely, uh, like, a like a, a touch guy, like Dex said. Uh, Dex said, like, a dude, hugger. Dude, you like hugging. I'm, <laughs> I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. Ladies. Not, ladies, even, not, even, ladies. Rom- not even romantically, though. Like, mm. obviously, like, that's an aspect of it, but just, like, when I'm, like, having camaraderie like i'm a big like put your put your hand on the shoulder guy like i love a good handshake i love mm, a good like wow. pat on the back like i just Freaking. i love having that like physical connection yep. i think that's really cool like even just in a conversation you know not even romantically i think that's uh i think that really like bridges some really cool gaps Yo, I'm for sure, muscles, dude i don't know i'm the guy that does that i don't know if i need that mm-hmm. like personally but i'm the guy yeah. that's always smacking a dude on the shoulders like how you doing yeah, that's the best like i just come in hot and i just i see my boys and i'm mm-hmm. just like yo and it's the clap and i just think that's the funniest shit and i know like people hate it because i come in kind of hot but it's funny as hell to me yeah because some people actually don't like physical touch and some people yeah i don't understand out of all five of those how gifts it just made it into that like yeah, if you give me a physical object, I'll love you more. They want some. Th- they want things. They just want things, dude. Yeah. Who? Someone? Some mom put that in there for sure. I don't know. It. I. Ladies love things. Ladies love things. And I'm sure. gonna put them in that box. Uh, oh, that was sick, dude. Terrible podcasting, but hole in one. Holy shit, that was dumb. He just one hopped it into the hole. Yeah. Oh my god, this looks like. This looks kind of like your dad, Ty. Who is this? Give a physical. Oh, and it freaking cuts yeah. the commercial. Give, give Great. A, give a little physical description of what happened. Yeah, we had, yeah. The, we, had the, we have the U.S. Open on up on the top. Yeah, so we were talking so about this is happening a week later. Um, so whatever. Yeah, we Whoops. already know the championship. We're watching this opening day. Yeah, Brooks Koepka won again. Yeah, Brooks Koepka probably won it. And uh, this guy on opening day just hold out, like Ty said, and he definitely looked like your father. And that guy's love language is uh, physical touch for sure. For you sure. gave the. I love when golfers get to give a mean high five. Like yeah, just, he did the double high five double with, high his five ca- hold, with his caddy. Hold on a little bit at the end. I mean, oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I want to add one more thing to that. What we were like pausing the TV with the Bachelor and stuff. Yeah, okay. the other question that was posed what, from Bailey because we were all like hating on this. Uh, the girl is she is she a bachelor or a bachelorette? She's, she's a bachelorette. She's the bachelorette. Okay, yeah. the bachelorette. What's her name? Janet. Her name Amanda. Was- Amanda. Okay. Um, I believe. Are you sure? Okay. No, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm confident that it's not Amanda, actually. But she... Janet sounds right. No, I don't think That's so. That's horrible. Yeah. There's she, no bachelor uh, named Janet. Oh, fucking, what do you mean? She's making out with every single dude on the show. Like, left and right, they were just cutting to scenes with different dudes and her making out. And we're all like, oh, come on, get her ass. Like, how could you ever marry someone that's doing this? And, like, you're, you're trying to get her to love you. And then... So that's where we paused it. And then we all had this, you know... 
conversation about uh, the Bachelorette hooking up with all the dudes. And Bailey goes, but isn't it kind of like, you know, you made out with a bunch of people and then you go ahead and date someone and like that's in your history. So like that's part of like every every person's story. And I'm like, well, I'm not like pursuing a girl and she's making out with a bunch of people. Yeah. When we talk about history and like smooching girls, it's usually over like multiple years if you're a guy like me. Yeah. Um, but we're watching a show that's been accelerated in about 30 seconds mm-hmm. with commercials. So like 15. That's bananas. That was dude. bananas. How does that work? I don't I don't know how you can justify that. That in, in, into marriage. Like I get it. That's fun. Like I'm not denying that's like a bad thing for yeah. to have in life. But to like push that towards marriage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let me let me pose this question or maybe Ty make it, do a quick Google search. Um, oh, dude, you forgot her name? Hannah. Hannah. Hannah knew it was that. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. She's dude. living two worlds, I yeah. feel like. And she is for sure, dude. And she's not going to marry any of these these bozos on this show. I can already tell you that. Uh, spoiler alert. But how many bachelor slash bachelorettes are still um, happily married to this day? Mm. That's a question I want to answer. But during while he's looking that up, look, I'll, I'll say it, dude. I don't know if we accomplish a lot on this podcast. I don't know that. But I can for sure say, after watching The Bachelorette, we're heading in the right direction because the shit that those guys are talking about on there, I don't know what they... It was like constant banter between Hannah and a dude, but I couldn't follow the conversation. I literally did not understand if they were saying anything. Zero intellect. How do you have a conversation like that? I don't know. How do you try to... like? get to marriage in the show like that was the from that yeah oh yeah okay are you ready this is a small game so between the bachelor and the bachelorette there's two different stats here so which from which show so the bachelor is where there's a guy with a bunch of girls the bachelorette a girl with a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. which show do you think has more couples still together i think the guys yeah bachelor i think bachelor has more happy has has more current couples than the bachelorette you're both incorrect it's the bachelorette and out of the past 14 season of The Bachelorette, there are six couples still together. That's a pretty good hitting percentage, a little less than 50. I mean, when you think about half of couples get divorced. So well, sure. And if bad. you think about the the intention of the show of That's you know, real, right? Like match the actual people. divorce rate is 50% or something? Yeah, it's around there. Yeah. Although millennials are lowering the divorce rate by getting married later in life. It's a real stat. The Bachelor, out of, this is horrible, after... 23 seasons, only two couples are still together. You're kidding. I was way off. Dudes are idiots. Dudes are idiots. That's because they aren't dialing in their love languages, and that's pretty obvious. God, why didn't I think of that right away? I, you know, I think I have confidence in like my thoughts. No, I don't. Okay, Andy, put yourself in, in, as a bachelor. Yeah. And you got 13 smoke shows walking into a, a room, and you got to choose one. Yeah, and that's not going to be good for my health. And then you choose the one, and then you got to convince her that even though you were taking other all those other girls on dates, no problem. I like you. I actually love you. Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah, Andy ain't, ain't, ain't going to be too good at that. Yeah, no. I don't know if you're going to be great at it, to no. be honest. I think I would unsu- I would do, I wouldn't do well. I would unsuccessful. I would be one of the... You said twenty three and two success. I'd be the twenty second. Yeah, of unsuccessful of good. attempts. But I'd have I. Eh, I don't know if I'd have fun. Honestly, I'd be like be mo- so I'd be more panic. I'd be more panicky than anything. Yeah, I'm already panicky in like my normal day to day. Yeah, I don't need to add that in. Okay, this is a great transition because speaking of like being overwhelmed, like mm-hmm. being like because you you'd be in the bachelor like oh my god I have to find love like if I don't find love like you fail right yeah my average quality is being able to talk to girls 
Mm. Nice. It's a great right, transition. When you brought up the love thing, I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So to set a bit of context, started a new internship recently. So there's a hundred interns. So they're just like that's a, a big company. Right. It's huge. Six thousand people at this location. And so a hundred people, you say fifty of them are girls. So that's like fifty new girls that are my age that I've never met before that are all just now in like my proximity. And so I'm like, you know. I'm excited. I'm like, it, I like to meet new people. That sounds like an awesome. Now that half of them are yeah. girls, it's like, okay, fantastic. Well, it's, you know, it's a work setting. You got to be professional, but you know, just but like you get to, but as an intern, I've been saying this for years. I was an intern myself at one point. You have the entire hundred percent full go to just be a knucklehead. Like you can just be a knucklehead and it's the best thing ever. People forget that interns have the longest leash, the longest leash, dude. They can't do anything They're You're only with them for two months. You have no expectations going in, and you can do anything that whole time. And you just got to make a – you just kind of have to be, like, a, a good person. And yeah. they'll be like, all right, I, I would like to have a good culture fit, yeah. I would say. Literally, if you show up, like, on time and don't do anything egregious the first week, like, you're fine the rest – because, like, like you said, you're only there for two months. So even if you suck, they're like, oh, this, they're going to be out in, like, a month anyway. We might as well save ourselves the trouble yeah. of, like, trying to fire them or something like exactly. that. Exactly. But anyway – so there's all these, you know, all these ladies. I'm making new friends and stuff. It's it's kind of like going to high school again, especially oh, yeah. when there's all these, you know, new people. Like you have to find like who you're gonna sit with at lunch. Like what you know, what are you gonna who you're gonna talk to at the water cooler? Like, stuff like everyone's that. always trying yeah. to be super professional. Super in professional. These environments so you're you're too. kind of trying to feel each other out and stuff like that. Yeah. And there are a couple, you know, attractive, very smart ladies that I, you know, nice. got my honest. Like I don't know like how to break the ice with them. Like I don't like you know. Mm. Obviously we, we all work there, yep. but it's like. How do you bridge that from, you know, okay, we work together, like we're both interns to like, you know, something outside the office. Mm. That's, you know, yep, that's I where guess. I struggle. All right. So are you looking for uh, some back pocket advice here? I yeah. mean, I would love some. Yeah. Sounds like he's asking I think for some. I think he's asking for some. So we got some new tactics that uh, our roommates have been using and now we just tapped into it recently too. Yep. Um, you know, we, we were on a show called the Back Pocket Podcast as you're listening to right now. And there's always like things that you can do to extend your hand in service within this. Like mm. say um, sh- um, one of these fine young ladies plays an instrument or something. Mm. Uh, they're in a band or what. And you um, are trying to get their number. Well, the Back Pocket is always looking to throw an event. And we need, peop- we need uh, people that are going to entertain. So We're always looking for entertainers. Always looking for entertainers. Unique stories. Yeah, unique stories. We're at- if they just want to share their story, their conversation, right? Then uh, that's a, that's an easy skate. That's an easiest route to go. But if they have a unique talent, and you can dive into that, and I mean, we we are offering you that full rolodex of openers of peacocking, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like I go up to a girl, like you're so interesting. I think you should. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, this that's a little a, forward. This needs, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. This needs a platform. Shoot these guys a text, you know, Andrew don't Deck, do don't do don't g- do great friends of mine. I can actually just give them your number. If you give me your number, I'll mm. give them your – is that how you think that would work? Mm, no, I'm thinking it's more along the lines of, oh, you play the violin? That's that's wicked cool. Like, I – Ask I a few questions, you know? Yeah. Where do you guys come in? You said – no, again, we're at the bottom of the funnel. Bottom of the funnel. Look oh. at this shit, dude. Yeah, it's at the bottom the of the number. Oh, you play, vi- you play violin? Dope. Uh, the only thing I know about a violin is Mr. Krabs playing the small violin when uh, when when SpongeBob gets sad. Like that's honestly my only. But you can crack that joke. Immediate relation. That's like the first thing is f- literally figure out what the hell they do outside of the office and just try and relate to that as mm-hmm. hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Provide value. O- overheard you over at Bahabas Kapkama. 
Isn't that just the hardest name to pronounce? Like, didn't weren't, aren't you just like disappointed that they changed it to something that you can't pronounce but anymore? What is it? Baba Suskakuma. What's the the lake over there? <laughs> lake Calhoun. <laughs> lake Calhoun. Exactly. We talked about this last week too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but whatever it is, you know, look, you don't have to include us in it, but I think uh, the value added approach is by far the best way to do it. Find what they're interested in and just like send them shit. <laughs> like, be the DM guy. Oh my god! Not slide into the DMs of like, hey, you're cool. We work together with value. DM them something mm. that's funny. DM them something that they're already interested in that you, they you think would they you think they would find funny. And maybe it's some back pocket content. Or Just, to, uh, you throw them a Joe Rogan podcast and really see how they yes, work with that. That yeah. so okay. That's Declan's favorite thing to do right now. Yep. So here's <laughs> here's what I've been doing. Uh, first off, if always work on calendar invites. So. You know, you already have these these girl these ladies' emails. Right. Um, definitely send them calendar invites if you're trying to do anything, any sort of inquiry. You always follow up, you know, in person first, and then follow up with calendar invite, um, and then make it some sort of sneaky calendar thing so no one's you know stays off everybody else's radar. Second thing, um, you're in the office doing nothing as an intern in your cubicle all day. Right. Assuming, I don't know, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but everyone's gonna be listening to podcasts. You, if you send them a if you send them a podcast that you think they would be interested in, oh easy, just send them a Rogan podcast. That's what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Or you know, again, we can sit at the bottom of the funnel. You can you can and send us yeah. Well, that's an hour and a half a podcast is of a content that you can now have a conversation about of like have a mutual interest. If they mm-hmm. listen to that podcast and they found two things interesting in an hour long conversation, mm-hmm. now you're easy money. That's that's a good lunch break talk. And then next thing you know, you're recommending like freaking you want to go to Red Cow. And uh, you want to get married? What's your love language? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It goes from red cow to love language like that. And yeah, I, you you might even want to start with love language. I'm not saying we're great at this, but I'm saying we have a rolodex of uh of options, and we have experience. Mm. I would also say uh, the last thing you could do, and this would be the last thing that you could do, Ty, would be uh, tell them about Bocella. Mm. That's way bottom of the funnel. No, that's top. That's the first thing that's you offer. That's so top. I think we got our funnels inverted a little bit. No. Yeah, we, we flip, sit at the bottom flip. of the... A, a Bocello is so top of the funnel in terms of mm-hmm. just like... I'll or, I'm the bottom of the funnel. Like, I ordain you. Like, that's my model. Like, you bring me in when that's around. Oh, like, you're the, you're the last, like, check. She's yeah. good. She's good. Yeah. You're married. Like, <laughs> I'm the ordained minister. Type shit. That's yeah. bottom, bottom of the funnel. <laughs> I'm the ordained minister. Yeah. Okay. It all starts at Bocello. And it ends here. In the studio where I get married. No way. That would be nuts, too. I would do it. Yeah. I would do it. Look, we got to do that stuff. We bring, it, bring it to Bocello. Bring it to Bocello for sure. I, I actually... You, you just, said there's 50 of them? Bring them all. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we'll, give them a t- we'll give them a promo code. It's called the Ty Web Special. <laughs> That's your promo code. Use promo code I, I know Tyler and get 15%, Wait, $15 no. off your ticket. Promo code marketing intern. It's perfect. Easy. That's so easy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy. Okay. But I'm glad we could help. Was any of that helpful? Yeah. I, I think I'll have to come back and check the tape and just kind of, you know, it's a lot of information. So I'll have to yeah. listen again and uh, kind of pick out the, the real value pieces. Mm-hmm. But no, there's all, there's real value across the board. I, I'll figure something out. We got some. I'll keep you guys updated. Hey, I appreciate you, uh, you opening up that you, uh, about this because that was good content. That was really good content. I feel like I'm not very good at it either, but these tactics I'm going to use now, like talking through them. Yeah, I'm excited now. I'm gonna actually use that. There so maybe we all come back next week and just kind of do a little uh, "how'd we do" type thing. I'd love that. Okay. That'd be awesome. Let's go test our uh, our work. 
this weekend. Build a little case study. Yep. Yeah. Come back and let's rehash it. A little words into action here, fellas. Great. Because I'd love a good case study. Yeah, I would too. You know, actually, one more thing there is uh, just get them asking about you somehow, you know? like About me show, or about them? Show vested interest in them. Okay. So that, and if they're the right kind of person, they're going to put that right back on you. Yeah. Right? And then that little exchange of, you know, um, value could uh, result in some cool shit, I think. Fantastic. I think that's good. Okay, I think, that's I think that might have been the best one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Andy. Are you ever going to get an ad read right on the first try? You know, I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just got to relax. Andy, serious. Come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months, years, however long, and create with visionary manufacturing. Hit us up today to book a custom order at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. All right, I'm glad we finished with that, dude. I think you should jump into what did you learn, man? Oh, dude. So I'm uh I'm on my final book of a uh, of my little trio audio books I've been reading. It's been uh, Homo Sapiens first, then I'm Homo Deus. Now I'm on 21 Tips for the 21st Century. It's by Yuval Noah Harari. He's a historian, very macro guy. I've talked about him on the podcast. And uh, this final book is about. Uh, Again, 21 tips for the 21st century. He basically talks about what, where we're at right now and where we could be going. And uh, he talks about marketing and data. What type, what number was this? This is... Uh, I, I want to know how, where he feels this on his hierarchy of needs. Were they ranked? Like tip number one was the... Oh, the he hasn't been given tip. like tips. It's just... Oh. It hasn't been like listed... It had the... the you would think the format of the book would be like one through twenty-one, yeah. But twenty-one chapters. I haven't been picking up on that. Okay. Really, the book's been into three parts, and there's seven seven chapters in each. But I don't know. I <laughs> math checks out there. Yeah, math checks out there. I don't know. I I haven't been picking up on serious tips, but uh, he talks about how the like right now we're using algorithms to market better to physical people to buy things, but he says the more people start to use algorithms and rely on algorithms the algorithms are eventually going to know what we want more than what we even know we want mm. so think about like recommendations yeah and how like for me would it, like spotify like uh i'm gonna go to my release radar pod or playlist for spotify to tell me what new songs they think i'll like or go to my discover weekly playlist and give me a playlist of songs that i think i would like i'm already doing this but what if you did it with like groceries? Groceries. What if you did it with like clothes? I need that with groceries. Right. Clothes would be actually sweet too because I like go to the same things every time. Mm-hmm. So I never buy clothes, but I never buy clothes either. So maybe that was a bad example, but you get the idea. But it'd be sweet if that was the case. Like if I bought like two things and they kept on giving me like it was like oh you bought this you might like this mm-hmm. uh, just like oh you watch this YouTube video you might like this one that yep. kind of stuff. So from a marketing perspective. He was talking about how it's at, it's more important to physically have the data, um, it, how that's so important for a company. 
Um, and it's net, but like marketing will eventually change to instead of marketing to people, you're marketing to algorithms. So you're marketing it. So it's just algorithms selling to algorithms. If that makes sense. Yep. How crazy, like, yeah, that's I don't know. It kind of blew my mind where it's like everything that we do, it's like, oh, we want to grab that one person so that they listen to this podcast or we do this. But instead, maybe in the future, it's just like, let's just hit that demographic. We're going to get hit this algorithm, which is going to recommend it to 10,000 people. Yeah. And hopefully one of those buys in. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's super interesting just to see, like, in the context of today, how companies are going about, like, data collection like yes. you, all these big things with like facebook and google like collecting all this data on you like it has to be so important like you know mark zuckerberg of course is seeing this you know 10 years down the road where this sort of stuff like you're talking about is happening mm-hmm. that's probably why he's so like gung-ho about getting all this data right now it's because that's going to drive all of this artificial intelligence that markets in the future but it's so important to get the data now so you yep. can be at that point you know when the technology arrives mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so interesting it's the most important thing for any business that's like the biggest takeaway that's the biggest tip is if like you're a company the biggest asset you have right now is your data mm. it's crazy it's crazy it tells you everything it's insane so that's what i learned great kind of kind of wild no i love that and i i, I it's a scary because like that's like every app you have that's their intention across the board whether they're out front and they're out like telling you that or not every app is trying to gather their data your data and then sell that to someone and uh, it's usually they're selling it to google uh, or they're selling it to facebook and then facebook can use their app interface now to gather one specific interest or one specific niche and it's incredible and then from the marketing perspective if you can figure out how the algorithms work and make sure that your content is always in fluctuation with where you're going and where you want people to see it you you don't it doesn't you don't need a lot of knowledge to accomplish that it's just kind of like a little bit of a trial and error and then once it hits it hits yeah it's kind of crazy yeah. do you think it's scary because i think there's a point to be made about how it's just gonna make our lives more convenient that they know mm-hmm. what we want before we even know it and all of a sudden we're exposed to great new things and we get all these things you know kind of curated for us i think that's i, I understand the scary part yeah. but the, the scary aspect is the algorithm itself and the lack thereof of not like Facebook knows it and everyone else has to figure out that algorithm to make their business profitable. And they keep that algorithm a secret mm. and mm. they just have people just pushing money into it left and right to figure it out. And then once they do, they change it every year. So you really don't, you never have their algorithms t- figured out. And Declan and I were talking about this a few months ago. Of if these algorithms just for posting were fully transparent, I think that would just like, wipe the it would make everything very um even level the playing level the playing field yeah it's it's interesting like under like the fact that like no one really knows how the how what all the different inputs for an instagram algorithm are yeah people will complain about that from you know from now till the end of time it just it will always change but uh i i thought of it it was kind of interesting because um i i thought like data is our biggest asset right well the more you like interact with this, like say Facebook advertising, like we run Facebook ads, we get, we get information about our own demographic. Well, what if we were able to use that to then recommend podcasts to people? And then the more you do that, the more you start to fluctuate with the data that you're getting in from the interaction on your page. And then now you're using that to then recommend podcasts to specific groups of people. So then you're starting to do, you're becoming like this sort of 
trading you're creating your own platform for your own company no, you're retargeting for your own you're content re- exactly yeah that's really interesting i was thinking about that as well i was like oh maybe we should because like there isn't really like a really good especially because we're so specific like if you listen to the back pocket and we have a hundred million episodes no one really knows where to go there's right. not a really good user interface to yeah. help you find the best podcasts and, you know? and yeah and like the value prop for your podcast isn't necessarily one like you get so you get such a wide variety of guests on you're not going to tune in because you guys only do business specific content or anything right. like that like you're going to tune in because you think you guys are interesting you think the questions are interesting stuff like that mm. not because it's a specific niche so that makes sense yeah yep <laughs> wow that's wow, a, I was right. A lot of algorithm talk. Good stuff. Thank love, you, man. Love your. What did you learn? Always yeah. coming, coming at you guys. Ty, what did you learn, man? Okay, so true or false? This is a pro fair, fair life milk podcast. Oh shit! So there's a fine line. Oh fuck! Okay, because I love fair life milk, yeah. and even though it's lactose free from milk, it still hits me. Okay, I'm sensitive to that stuff, and I, I'm like, I, I love it though. Their chocolate milk is phenomenal. Well, one of my what did you learn? And Deck, you might know this just given your action, but recently they've been hit with a lawsuit. Oh, man. Oh, dude, it's uh, bad. Surrounding the treatment of their cows because Fairlife, their whole prop is that it's, yeah. you know. Great cows. They, they, get, great, they got the best cows. They treat them great. Yeah. And they, their lifestyle is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lawsuit that's basically saying not so much. It's that not a five-star hotel? You do not treat them as well as you say that. Oh, you no. What's, go, what's going on? They so, got a Yelp review. Was it one bad Yelp review or is it pretty I don't serious? think it was a bad Yelp review. It was like an entire farm. And, you know, these dairy farms have like, you know, hundreds of thousands yeah. of cows. Hundreds of thousands? Oh, they're ridiculous. Andrew, they're I need to send factories. you. Hold on. How I, many? How many cows? You're kidding. I don't know specifically. One, is that real though? Like that many cows in one one farm? Oh, it's an industrial farm. Yeah. Oh man. So I thought they were like free roaming cows that are you know like maybe there's six on a farm and look, they're all dude, like loving each other. Look, it's hey, like a, it's like a happy rainbow fair life, right? Don't they have a rainbow on, on their logo? Great, dude. We'll send that fucking bit to their marketing team and tell them how great they did. Because I gotta send you this Instagram video that I found. And it's like a literally a ten carousel post. Every single one is just these cows getting fucked up, dude. Like, like they are getting beaten up, like bad. getting long strided by like Ray Lewis. Oh yeah, it's not good. dude. Apparently, there's already been an arrest in Fair Oaks Farms. They arrested a cow. <laughs> no, the cows are the victims here. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they arrested a farmer or somebody that you know works at Fair Oaks Farms because of like animal animal abuse. Yeah, no, against it's not these good. cows. It's really not good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I I saw it and I was like, okay, I can't finish the rest of this video. I got to get on the mics and address this because I don't yeah. know if we can be a fair life podcast. And we got to talk to Sam about this too. Mm-hmm. And maybe we, you know, have an, have an offline conversation with them, but I'm going to just go ahead and say like, I'm not feeling good about fair life right now. Yeah. And that I, blows me out away because you know, they're so pro happiness, dude. They're yeah. so safe. And, and they're so safe for their cows. I can, I can, so what exactly, what did they do wrong? I, th- I just abused the animal. I don't okay. know. Like, how, I, I don't know how any of this like farming stuff works, right. but they were just like, which my question was no, like, no love. Yeah. And I, I know it's like a, a thing that like a lot of people are like, you know, cows are even animals just in industrial, like food production aren't treated the best, but to have your company be like solely anti that pitched on that. <laughs> and then something like this bad, because I don't, like I said, I don't know how bad it gets at like these industrial farms anyway. Yeah. Like I just assume that they live really close to each other and their, you know, their life just exists to milk and then die. And then that's it, which sucks. I, like they're not like free ranging on the, you know, on the open plains. The hippie farm. Right. They're mm-hmm. not doing that. So I don't know like where normal farms fall in that spectrum, but to have your company be like, we're going to treat these animals so well. And then something so bad like that happen. That's just, I mean, the biggest mess up that you could ever have. And I don't think. That's PR 101. That's hard to come back from. 
They're done. Yes. They're the bag them and tag them, uh, close that company out and punish them. Yeah, because I'm pissed. I love how I started this off with you. Like I, he had no idea. You, I asked you about fair life. <laughs> he had no idea like, two minutes ago. Like, well, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, but yeah, so I, ju- I just still love it so much. And yeah. then I tell you, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, it's kind of like Lacroix. Did you see what happened to Lacroix? Yeah. No, Lacroix just happened too. Yeah, the the stuff that was actually like the rat poison or whatever cockroach juice, whatever was inside it, and like the PR company or even like it might even been like the the, the chief officer of the whole organization of Lacroix. He denied these allegations of poison in the LaCroix, and there's actually some, there's some, something in there. Yeah. Something in the water. There's something in the water, and they fired it. They fired him, and they're, like, trying to backtrack and fix things, but. Do they know any, like, health implications? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't done a lot of research, but I I immediately read the article and grabbed one just to taste it and see if, like, if I taste, (laughs) if I taste the poison. I'm like, nope, don't taste it. I'm in. I'm I'm staying. (laughs) I, that's I'm gonna continue fair. to buy Lacroix because it's better than Bubbly and it's better than uh, Trader Joe's knockoff brand. So I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna stay with Lacroix. Yeah, I will say they have some great staying power because there's a lot of you're right, like Bubbly. All these brands that are popping up, but Lacroix still king. Like, it's, they, and they, they come out with new flavors. Like yeah. Decky's got this key lime juice over here. Oh, and it's Ooh. so much better than actual lime. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll do it. Look, key lime, dude. This thing is. I went hot. regular. I went regular lime. It's still got. Good flavor, but that yeah. is just too good. Look, it, it might have stuff that has long term impact, and we'll go on this podcast and say that. But dude, it's good. It's it's really good. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'll, know. I'll never drink Fairlife again. I will not. <laughs> Won't do, do that. it. But with a company admits a rat poison scandal, you're loud and proud, right in the middle of the. I uh, just no, they're podcast. not admitting to it yet. Yeah. Well, they're just admits the scandal, like it's you know, there's something. It's a legend. Yeah. There's something in the water. There's something in the water that's not uh, just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, at least they're not hitting cows. So. Mm. Yeah, at least we're not doing that. But staying on current topics and uh, staying yeah, on the news. We're we, a current topic podcast. Yeah, we got now. a current video that's rolling out here. Uh, I heard this video on every single podcast that I was listening to this week. Okay. Uh, they're all like comedy conversational podcasts. And uh, this video was played on all of them, and it was like a good 15-minute bit across the board. So oh, this is it? We're watching it? Yeah. yeah so watch, we've... Turn up the volume, Oh, too. yeah. Turn the volume up. So this video is a, uh, it's a grandma getting hoisted from... She was hiking. And she's getting hoisted up in, uh, with that little string. No! And the, oh, my just, God. The hell, <laughs> oh, it no. just starts spinning. <laughs> she's in her little stretcher down at the base, like uh, on the string, and the, uh, the helicopter's flying over this open field, and she's just spinning in oh her little gosh. stretcher. Oh, Yeah. Wait, wait, wait until it uh, picks up a little bit. Do they know what, like, what's wrong with her? Like, was she, like, have heat stroke or something? Like, was she in there conscious? You know, I do not know. Oh, my goodness. But uh, she's struggling. Whatever was wrong with her got amplified by 10 after that happened. They, they, there was no extra injuries. No. She just she actually passed out unconscious, and she doesn't remember any of it. I Go mean, back to the beginning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. We got to watch that one again. There's no, uh, by the way, there's no, no sound. No sound. That's cool. Okay. So this woman just starts going, dude. Oh, look at it. It's just humming. That's horrible. <laughs> getting flown over this poor arizona field she's in her 70s yeah. oh she just passed out the centripetal force just <laughs> yeah, freaking knocked her out KO'd her dude and it saved her right because like like uh car crashes when you get knocked out unconscious before the crash like yeah. out of out of panic your body goes limp goes and limp you, yeah. and you have less injuries because it's not stiff huh. like yeah mm-hmm. so she's thanking everybody right i don't know well that shouldn't have happened she could have just been safely moved and transported but yeah 
She had a little wow. dizziness and nausea. That's it, huh? Yeah. I never thought about that, but like the physics makes sense where that should happen more. But it said that there's usually like a mechanism that prevents it from happening. That obviously failed, failed. right there. Yeah, maybe a couple extra cables. Yeah. I don't know. Before it plays, you might want to take it off. Uh, I don't even. That's my. That's my thing. I don't know how to ever control this shit. Yeah. Oh, there's another video. This is just the same video. Oh, yeah. We can just keep watching now from the Daily Mail. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's covering it. We're covering it on a podcast. Watching another. Uh, oh, this is bad. This is more footage. Yeah. No way. This might get a little she interesting. Getting dragged to the bushes? No, this is above it. Okay. I love how they're, like they're close to getting her up, and then it just starts moving. Oh, so they're supposed to. Oh, oh. no way! <laughs> the helicopter fan like caused it to twirl. So yeah, were they gonna pull her all the way in? I don't know, but they're clearly l- releasing it now because they're like, they're oh like, uh, shit! Bell, put her down. Bell, <laughs> Bell, she's going fast. <laughs> Bell. Release, release, Bell. release! Look at it! Look at it! Oh my oh, god! god. <laughs> This is way more footage, dude. Is it better? Wow, she was spinning for... What was the last video that we watched? Oh, my God. That's so violent. No. That's so violent. Yo, that's the most intense. They're just just taking off. <laughs> that is the most aggressive amusement ride of all time. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God, dude. You're kidding, No dude. way. It's, that what? took off with force. <laughs> what do you think was happening in the cockpit there? Like, when they saw her spinning so fast, they just took off. Yeah. <laughs> no, fast. we got to just run. Just get out of here. Oh, my dude, go back a little God. bit. The last video only showed, like, this part of it. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's spinning, but it's not... It's not that, that fast. Yeah. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Holy and they, shit. And then they got her up. And oh, what do you think? Do you think they just opened the bag and like, she's probably dead? <laughs> that was yeah. the best jump cut of all time. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Are you alive? They just jump cut. Oh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. She had to be knocked out within seconds. Oh. Seconds, dude. That is something fierce. Oh, you remember when you're like your dad? Put you around in the in the merry go round, uh, at the park. You know the one where you like ru- you yeah. spin it around mm-hmm. circles. Yeah, and usually you fall off when it gets going kind of fast. She couldn't have fall. They tied her in there, dude. Packed. She was packed tightly. That'd be so terrifying. Good thing she was secured. She didn't just like thump, yeah shoot out. That may that might be one of my new biggest fears. That's a fear that I never thought to have getting airlifted into a helicopter and then spinning like that. But so I I've heard the audio, I because it was a podcast. That I was listening to it was uh, the audio of like the the cockpit. The cockpit, yeah. Oh my gosh! It was on uh, your mom's your mom's house podcast with Tom Segura and his wife uh, Christina P. And uh, dude, the cockpit was hilarious. It was just like, oh no, it, they they didn't like freak out or anything. It was just like it was honestly someone's name was like Bill or something. It was like Bill. It doesn't look good. She's she's flying. <laughs> oh my Bill, she's going fast. Bill, she's spinning. Yeah, Bill, she's spinning. She's spinning. We're gonna have to lower. Okay, now lower. Oh, it's not slowing down. It oh, is, mm, um, uh, mm, yeah. uh, bring her. Hey, Bill, bring her back up. Bring her. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Bill, just take off. Bill, we're gonna have to go. That's something like that. Something like, exactly like that. Actually, because oh. you can't put her down because you'd hit the ground too hard. Exactly. Yeah, she could then hit the release button and just. <laughs> dude, shoot. Uh, maybe that's. Maybe this is what gets us closer to time travel. <laughs> this might be it. She might have went to a new realm. Yeah. 
like the sixth dimension. Oh my god! How many yeah. dimensions have they figured out? Eight. Uh, they got like eight or nine. And this might be the ninth. This is the late. Yeah, add another one to it. This might be it. Time travel. Dude. That was she insane. went. She so, went back to the seventies. She like went. She traveled back to the her times at guy Grateful Dead concerts. In that moment, and they were getting those print press t t shirts. The lot tees. The lot tees. The one of a kind lot tees. Yep. That's nuts. She probably got to see uh, who actually assassinated JFK. Wow. <laughs> You're kidding. That is ridiculous. Wow. Well, that was awesome. That blew my mind, the difference in videos. The first one was so calm. I mean, it was yeah. like, yeah, that's a spin. That's pretty yeah. scary. Uh, that was so PC, dude. The, so then the PC. jump cut in that second one, it went from her spinning like pretty fast to light Bang. speed. Like f- as fast as the helicopter were the fans on the helicopter that's yeah. the video you have to put in this yeah, yeah i will daily mail daily mail. good stuff Dis- and, and you know you know headline grab here distressing moment <laughs> i would have been a little bit more than, than distressed how about violent yeah i would use violent spinning <laughs> grandma spins violently out of control as airlifted out of hell during helicopter rescue i think would have been my clickbait that's mm. way better what would you have said um i would have probably said something like near fatal Mm. centrifugal force threatens grandma's rescue mm. that's even better mm. yeah you got anything i i mean i was going to use the word violent pretty heavily and i was just going to be like a uh, woman nearly dies through violent helicopter ferociously <laughs> unforgivingly <laughs> continues to fly through arizona desert <laughs> all right so we need to start doing more of this yeah clickbaiting dude awesome great what did you learn yeah holy shit dude i was gonna right. sh- oh yeah that best part was i was gonna show deck this video because i wanted to see i had not watched that video yet and oh, i've heard so it good. on two podcasts oh and i just keep forgetting to watch it and i came home and i was like deck I, I i gotta show you this video he goes no yeah. save that for the podcast killer reaction yeah mm-hmm. wow okay yep. i was thinking uh, about content Gotta oh, think about content. content never sleeps content no. never sleeps dude holy sheesh um feel good story that brings us to the feel good story we're here yeah. Do you know the origin of the feel good story, Ty? I don't, and I'm an avid listener, so I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So we have done a feel good story on not every podcast, but we used to. The original intention, or, and it still exists today. If you go back to episode one, we uh, we actually used to record the back end show on the back end of interviews, and that would happen for the majority of season one and two, and then. Um, part of the back end show or the back part of our interviews was a what did you learn and a feel good or average quality what did you learn and feel good story. So this season we took that and just made it its own show, which is what this is, the back end show. Right. And the intention of the feel good story is to always end on a positive note. No matter what you do, no matter how you do it, you always end with positive vibes. And it, and it, and it fluctuated from, you know, shouting out some of our marketing interns because, you know, making them feel good and because they made us feel good. Um, to just current events happening to really us just like cu- doing stuff off the cuff and thinking of something on the spot. Usually our moms, our moms have gotten the feel good story a ton of times. Yep. Well-deserved. Yeah. Um, but so, so I want to ask you, Ty, and this is an unprepped question, but what, what made you feel good this week? Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about this as you were saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I this is a bit of a shameless plug, but for my podcast, I sent out a bunch of thank you notes to mm. all the guests that I had, mm-hmm. right? And I... Well, no, no shame in plugging it. Give them, give them the deets on uh, 
where they can find if they want to go back and listen to one through eight, correct? One through 13. 13. So you can find uh, one through 13 is called How They're Here. It's a, bot- it's a podcast about business. We uh, sort of unpacked, very similar to this. I, I drew a lot of my inspirations from Deck and Andrew, these guys, um, and just having a conversation. I didn't want it to feel like an interview where I had written down questions and I learned from your guys' mistakes where you said that you had written down questions and just it was not a great flow. And I, I wanted to learn from that. So I just, you know, I never sent the guest questions. I very conversational and we talked about business, life, sort of their mindset of, of getting there. And I, I tried to niche it down as much as I could, to, you know, Midwestern people, because I think that's a, that's a mindset that I resonate with and a lot of people that I know could resonate with as well. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I took a break this summer just because a lot of different things going on. And I uh, decided to reflect a little bit, which I think is always good. And I sent some thank you notes to all my guests because, you know, I said it in the, in the thank you notes. I said it in a LinkedIn post, but without any of them, you know, I, I grew so much in those seven months that I did the podcast just professionally and personally and learned so much about myself. And it was in large part due to the to, due to the guests. So I, I took some time, wrote some notes uh, and, and sent them out. And I got a really cool response from uh, this guy by the name of Chris Jackson, who is the videographer, like the lead videographer for the University of Minnesota football program. And he puts What's out his, uh, Leo, the creator, Leo, the creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should go check out his stuff. Or if you go to, uh, you know, Minnesota football on Instagram, all of that, you know, great video work is, is his own. So uh, he was my third episode, and he was like you guys, one of the first pe- people that I had reached out to. So his, you know, him saying yes and him, you know, doing all these things for me along the way, like you guys have, has just meant so much more. Because when I reached out to him, I was like, I had no content posted or anything like that. So I sent him that note, and he sent me this fantastic message back, um, just about how he thought I was just, you know, another run-of-the-mill Carlson kid, and you know, there's all these stereotypes that surround, you know business school students and I definitely fit those molds in, in more way than one but he said you know after getting to know me and all this sort of stuff that he you know so happy that he did and so happy that he said yes and that my you know interviewing him and, and the content that he got from that and just the the saying yes to doing the interview has meant so much for him and so opened up so many doors for him that he's you know he's grateful for that opportunity as grateful as I was for him saying yes mm-hmm. so Ooh. I think that was just so cool to see that you know not only that two-way value exchange of like you know, I was just so thankful for him and to him for, for him to have received value from me just meant so much to me and, and made me realize I was doing the right thing. And then also for him to say, you know, after getting to know you that you're, you know, I realize that you're a really great guy that, you know, that means the world to me. So that really made me feel good. I got that message probably on, um, you know, Monday or Tuesday, but it just made me feel like really like, man, like, you know, a lot of those and you guys know it too, but like a lot of this stuff is just like tireless and thankless hours. And, you know, you do all this stuff in the dead of night or after you get home from work and you're dead tired you don't want to do it anymore but you know getting those sort of messages just make it all worth it 100 percent. so that was that was what it made me feel good this week amen yeah. that made me feel good thank you good work ty yeah and your letter that. to us by the way before we've said it before a million times but that honestly like made our day like that was the coolest thing you did and you're so good at writing yeah i can't wait for ty's first book <laughs> honestly like from the first you. email you sent us we were wild to this letter that you ended up writing us. Wow. And your growth as a person, your podcast has been phenomenal. Um, now your, I mean, your unending commitment to this podcast and growing with us is incredible. And, uh, yeah, nothing but good things coming from you, man. I appreciate what you've already accomplished. Um, as a freaking what, what are you like? 15? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. 20. Yeah. yeah 20, 21. Yeah, 21. Freaking awesome. Last Bochella. Last you know, year. And yeah, Bochella. Last and yeah. I love it, man. You're you're doing great things. I'm excited uh, to see where you go. But phenomenal end of this podcast, boys. Great work. Love you guys. Take care. Take care.
Start raining. It's gonna start raining.